live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland. And T.J. Perry. And for the first time since 2008, your Kansas Jayhawks are bowl eligible. The final score, Kansas 37, Oklahoma State 16. Number two goes down as Georgia, the number one team in the AP poll, knocks off the second-ranked Tennessee Volunteers. Final score from Sanford Stadium, Georgia 27 and Tennessee 13. Here we go. Snap to Daniels. Sprint out. Throw to the right. Caught! Right corner of the end zone! Mason Taylor! Tigers win! Tigers win! Hey now! 32-31! And the fans storm the field! Burrow takes the snap, gives to Mixon, bouncing it wide to the left. Penalty flag down. He's at the 10. Five into the end zone for what could be his fifth touchdown. A 15-yard run for Joe Mixon, who has just set the Bengals' single-game record with five touchdowns in a game. In play action, fake pass to the right side, caught ball, touchdown Tampa Bay! Buccaneers take the lead with nine seconds, Kate on. Fire the cannons! Fire the cannons! Fire them again! Willis throws it near side, it's broken up! It's broken up! It's broken up! And the Kansas City Chiefs have rallied to beat the Tennessee Titans in overtime! 20-17! to Mancini playing behind the runner at first. He goes, and the pitch is lifted to right by Cassianos. Long run for Tucker, over toward the line, and foul territory. Makes the catch, and the Houston Astros do it again! 2022 World Series Champions! Hour two on a Monday, November 7. T-Row in the morning show. The Batman and Robin of sports radio back with you. A1 and Turkey Bacon. We're brought to you every day by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. XOE is the place to be. This is the ref. Home of Sooner fans on the opening day of the college basketball season. A little weird it's starting on a Monday. I feel like usually college basketball starts on a Friday, but maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't really remember. Everybody in action today. Uh, OU gets Sam Houston State tonight at 7. OSU hosting UTA, Texas Arlington. That's your hometown, TJ. 8 o'clock tonight in Gallagher-Iba. And then the 918 teams are out west. ORU at St. Mary's, 9 o'clock tonight. Got a late tip for the Golden Eagles. And even later for TU. TU at Oregon State, 11 p.m. tip-off tonight, TJ. TU at Oregon State. I won't stay up for that one. It's actually 10.59 p.m. I'm not sure what that's about. I may stay up for that. But, uh, yeah. Anywho, so college basketball tonight. You going to be in the Lloyd Noble Center tonight, TJ? I will be uh, on this end producing the women's game, and then uh, oh. so I won't make it over to, for the men's game. But okay, yeah, right. I'll be on site here. We have lost at least one person off the mountain. 
Jason C. and Okmulgee, the Housemith Restaurant Group King of the Mountain Contest. Jason C. and Okmulgee had the Bills. The Buffalo Bills lost to the New York Jets yesterday somehow. Jason C., it was a good run, but you're out. I say at least one person because I did not get a pick from Ryan Taliaferro, TJ. So, Ryan, if you think you sit in your pick in last week, uh, please text TJ so he can I confirm think he it. Did. I think he did. I think we even talked about it on air. So I'm sure that you think that. And yeah. so uh, sure try it again, Ryan. Uh, let me know. Mickey Worley from Ringling picked the Chiefs. They got an overtime win. Tanya C. picked the Chiefs. Sam from Wayne had the Bengals. How about Joe Mixon yesterday? Big day. Big day. Five touchdowns. Yeah. So we have at least three, maybe four left on the mountain, depending on Ryan Talia Farrow. TJ, are you ready for some updated bowl projections? Am I? Coming off the Sooners loss to Baylor on Saturday, TJ. Officially eliminates oh. them from the playoff talk, I think. So, um, never say never, TJ. Yeah. Never we'll, say we'll never. Hope out, but uh, never say never, but never. Okay, thank you, Mike. CBS, TJ, CBS projecting following Saturday's games that Oklahoma is headed to the guaranteed rate bowl in Phoenix. That's the one in that. <laughs> Wasn't baseball that what it was? <laughs> But they've got a new opponent, TJ. They are now facing off against the Iowa Hawkeyes. Wow, oh, that's worse than Wisconsin. I like that matchup for our defense, TJ. Well, they've made anyone's uh, defense look pretty good this year, so yeah. That's the other side. Do you like it for the Oklahoma offense? They've been yeah. pretty uh, stingy this year, allowing yeah. Yeah, Maybe, what fifteen points a game, something like that. By the way, I will. I did not clip it. I will not play it because I am not out to embarrass anyone. But Chris Plank asked the greatest question in the history of postgame Sooner Radio interviews on Saturday, and I'm going to leave it at that. Huh. Um. College football news bold projection. They say the Sooners are headed to the Tax Act Texas Bowl. That's the one in Houston. And they will square off against the Texas A&M Aggies. I like that. Are they bolt? How? Are they going to get bolt eligible? Like, how in the world are they getting there? Yeah. What are they, three and six now? Uh-huh, three and five? Uh-huh. Three and five, probably, right? Three and yeah, six? They looked for a little bit in that first half uh, Saturday, like, all right, well, they're going to surprise some people and pick up this win. And then all of a sudden, hey, I had it uh, put on them. So I don't know Florida that they're got getting them. there. Yeah, I don't know that they're getting bowl eligible. Well, they were down half of their team because of the flu outbreak on the College Station campus. Right. Uh, between injuries and illness, Texas A&M didn't have a quarterback. They didn't have anybody on Saturday. And they got beat again by Florida. Five-game losing streak now. So I'm trying to uh, quickly pull up who Texas A&M has remaining. I think they've got schedule. Auburn left. I can't remember who the other one was. I'll find it here momentarily. But, yeah, that would be a fun matchup if A&M could get there, especially playing them in Houston, you know. Um <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. Oh, what have I done? 
There it is. Here it is. Okay, Texas A&M. They're three and six, so they got to win out to become bowl eligible. Right, they that's what I'm win saying. Out. I don't think that they'll be in that bowl game for that prediction to even come true. You know where Jimbo's going to watch the bowl season? From his ranches. <laughs> All right, here's who they got. You ready? At Auburn, UMass, LSU. Yeah, they're not becoming bowl eligible. Sorry. Like, Seems that's unlikely. Even, that's even a little silly to have them in a, pro, a projection like that. Four and eight seems more likely. Yeah. Okay, one other bowl projection for you. 247 Sports projecting OU to the guaranteed rate bowl in Phoenix. That's the one in the baseball stadium. Against the Maryland Terrapins. You're making these projections sound uh, not sound very attractive, and yeah. you would uh, you would think that OU is not having a very good season. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing here. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> right Teddy. <laughs> that's what happens, Teach, when you lose football games. I know, not very stinky, attractive bowl destinations and matchups in a bowl game. I Let's know. get there. They're not bowl eligible. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, let's let let's not uh, be sitting here dog at A and M and not get there. So get to uh, a, get a bowl couple game more first. Wins. Yeah, Need one, one more, more win. One more win. Okay, let's revisit. Uh, let's revisit some things. One, the Pizza Hut Ref Royal Rumble. We royally stunk on Saturday collectively, with one exception. Chris Plank, a four-point day. Maybe the answer is to start picking those midweek uh, Wednesday games. Well, Maybe that's what we all need to do. It worked for Plank. He had Army as his lock, and that uh, came in. Central Michigan as his upset. A four-point day for Plank, who vaulted two or three spots up the board on Saturday. Uh, one point for Tyler, who locked Kansas. Parker, who locked the UTSA Roadrunners. And Mike Steely. Continues to charge. He locked LSU. Everybody else was shut out. Drake, zero. TJ, zero. Toby, zero. Teddy, zero. Josh, zero. Travis, zero. We were terrible. Standings didn't move much other than Plank's movement. Updated standings look like this. TJ and the chairman still sitting in first place with 19 points, but Mike Steely now just one point behind at 18 Travis Davidson in third place at 17 I'm in fourth place with 15 Teddy in fifth place with 14 Chris Plank now in sixth place with 12 Josh and Parker tied for seventh they've got 11 points each then Tyler in ninth with eight and Drake in the basement with only five points we have four weeks left 16 possible points remaining. Nobody has been eliminated. TJ, is there panic in the Perry household? There's not panic. He's just really um, disappointed with himself. That's why this contest is hard. But, um, again, the two, the two, he has three games every week that he's kind of got his eye on. And each of the last three weeks, he's gone with the one of the three that hasn't hit. So, again, this week. He was really wanting to take LSU, didn't. Wanted to take Liberty, didn't. And then settled on the Tennessee game. 
So he was mad when he saw the other two play out the way they did. So he's been kind of been that way the last couple of weeks that he's just been on the wrong end of the, the three that he looks at. He's been on the wrong end of. So not panic yet. Frustration with himself. Um, but not panic. So one thing I like to do in life, TJ, is whatever I set out to accomplish, I like to find somebody else who has already accomplished that and see what I can learn from them. You know what I mean? Like, how did they get there? Mm-hmm. What did they do? And maybe I can add it to my repertoire and I can accomplish the same thing. So as the reigning champion of the Ref Royal Rumble, can I offer up some advice to you and the chairman? Because if I don't win this thing, I want you to. I want the chairman to win this. Right. Okay? Yeah, don't put me I, in this, so I have nothing to do with this. Can I, I offer up some op- advice? Offer him up some advice, okay. sure. Just something I've noticed. I feel like the last two to three weeks, he's become more worried about what everybody else is picking and less focused on what he's feeling. There may trying be some to truth blo- to that. Trying to block someone else rather than just saying, you know what, I feel this game this week that's hard when you're out in front you're looking in the rear view mirror you're swerving right you're swerving left you know all that kind of stuff you're trying to keep people off your heels and you're strategizing and you get away from what got you in front in the first place what do i feel is going to happen this week get back to your roots chairman get back to your roots that's my advice for him today it's good advice Um, it's good advice TJ's gut predicted 34-24 OU. Yeah, at OU almost spot on. Yeah. They just scored more than I thought. You were closer than Steely's uncle? Does that make you feel good? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Steely's uncle predicted 61-2 to would be the final score. Uh, all right, and finally, how about three predictions? How did we do on three predictions? Pretty good, actually. I predicted the team with the most rushing yards would win this game. Check. Marvin Mims over 100 yards receiving. Check. Check. A Sooner would get his first touchdown of the season. Drake Stoops, TJ. First touchdown of the year. Was that Saturday. really his first? Check. Oh, I wouldn't have not. I wouldn't have thought that. Game briefly stopped in the second quarter when Dave Aranda fell asleep on the sidelines with his eyes open. That did not happen. That did Check. not happen. That absolutely happened. Absolutely, it did. Andrew Rames ice tub. No doubt. Check. <laughs> and Braden Willis would have a career high. Check. Uh, most games that OU has lost in a season in Braden Willis's career. <laughs> I was going to say, what was the career high? <laughs> Four. So that is a perfect 6-0 and week in three predictions. How about that, wow. dude? Your reaction? Wow. I, I, you continue to amaze me. You That's continue exactly to amaze right. me. That is exactly right. All right, we need a break. Uh, 7-18 in the morning. We are less than an hour away now from uh, back-to-back head coaches Ginny Baranchek, Porter Moser, both stopping by opening day of the season today in the Lloyd Noble Center. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, 
travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the morning show. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group, home of the $8.99 listing fee. Terry Saxon won't back down. He'll get that home sold for you. Do it with great customer service. Same as any other realtor out there, but only $899. Putting that money back in your pocket. You get one of those big, giant, happy Gilmore checks. You'll be smiling in the picture that he posts on social media. You'll be so happy saying, Terry, they really do the big this checks. amount of money. I, I don't make things up, dude. Okay. They uh, No, Sorry. but they seriously really do. He, he likes to post I with like the big that. checks. Yeah. Uh, 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Just wanted to say that I believe in Brent and his staff, Boomer. All right. Very cool. Sooner. <laughs> Sorry. Got carried away there a little bit. <laughs> Air fryers make the outside texture great, inside juicy. The lack of grease, quicker cook time, and easier cleanup is just a bonus. There you go. That is the best way to put it. I say that slower again, okay? They make the outside They make the great. outside texture great. Okay. The inside still juicy. Lack of grease, quicker cook time, and an easier lack of cleanup. Grease on what? Uh well, one if you're frying things. I don't fry anything. No. This is the problem here. Like, I'm not frying my own chicken or anything like that. Like, I just. Oils. You're not I using as examples much examples oil. I need examples when people are using. You're t- always talking about oils all the time and stuff. Like, Do you what not do you... use olive oil when you cook stuff? Chicken? Yes, or... but olive oil is good for you. I'm not saying it's not good for you. You just need less okay. of it. You just spray the uh, air fryer and then uh, well, just I'm not throw worried it in. about how much olive oil I have in my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, they are showing your name. I just didn't say it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Someone asking if their texts aren't showing their signature because I didn't say their name when I read their text earlier. So, oh, okay. um, I don't know about the expirations, but I definitely, uh, it was definitely obvious ESPN plus bringing in the B team for those broadcasts. Uh, I didn't see any of the – I was obviously at the game, so I don't – I saw a lot of complaints on social media. I didn't hear any of it, obviously. Um, but I am thankful for the big radio audience on Saturday. So thank you for that. Might not be the last time we have ESPN+. Plus. We'll see. Uh, let's see here. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's Toby knows something, people. Did you see that hand he dropped? I don't know Bedlam, anything. Bedlam, ESPN+. Be- plus. <laughs> I don't know anything, but we're five and four. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know anything. This texter says, excited that the women's basketball season kicks off today. Uh, it'll be tips off, I think. Or it says kicks today. Uh, have season tickets. I'm very excited. Yeah. Hey, she's got a good team, man. Uh, basically, everybody back plus Ani Anusa from last year. So this is, you know, it's got the makings of a team that could be Sweet 16 or better, in my opinion. We'll see him for the first time in action regular season-wise today. 4 o'clock ORU. Jenny Baranchek live next hour, 8.05. I had taken my shower before the show started this morning, but after hearing Smelly Cat Guy's story, I just jumped in for a quick second shower. Gross. <laughs> Is it Phoebe that sang Smelly Cat? Smelly Cat, yeah, that's right. So we had uh, something fun at the men's basketball banquet. Uh, this was Porter's idea. He played the generational gap game. 
And so when we had the players on the stage, he would ask a question. And, you know, it was it's amazing what we take for granted as 49-year-olds that our kids or the younger generation has no idea what we're talking about. Sure. And vice versa, right? Like, if I said to you, hey, TJ, name a Meek Mill song. No idea. I couldn't do I it. Know. I've heard that I name, but I couldn't Meek tell Mill you. Meek Mill is still a thing or not. Yeah, sure, I get what you're going with, though. So one of the questions was, name two of the six friends. Nobody could name them. Not a Seriously? Single, not a single basketball player had any idea who any of the friends were. Only one of them had ever seen the show. Wow. And he said, I tried it once and didn't like it. There was a lot of them like that. I have to find my sheet of paper. But there's a lot of them that you're like, unbelievable, like, you know. Uh, the, just things we take for granted that just not even on their consciousness and vice versa. You know, it's just a generational gap. It's exactly what it is. Dad, Dad, you've got to hear this new song that I heard today. It's called Wanted Dead or Alive by these guys called Bon Jovi. It's awesome. <laughs> they played it in gym. I'll have to think of some more of them for you. It was really shocking. Eye-opening. That was one of them. I was like, you kidding me? Like, you don't know the Friends? Like, that's even one of those things that even if you haven't watched the show, you just kind of have heard the characters' names or... Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Disappointing. I'll have to um, think of some more. Morning from the 918, fellas. Roman Nose right. is super cool, I must agree. As for the Sooners, I guess I may have missed something, so please forgive me if you're repeating yourselves, but Toby, where do you fall in these groups you just mentioned? TJ, what about you? This goes back, so I don't know what groups he's talking about. Uh, pr- probably about whether, uh, you know, everything's on fire or... Oh. You know, I don't remember exactly. I'm not said. on fire. I'm laying in a bathtub full of gasoline. But I haven't lit the match yet. My anger comes from... Games where I feel like teams are just completely more physical than Oklahoma. And my snobbish (laughs) elitist attitude is there's no one in this conference that should ever beat Oklahoma up. Mm -hmm. And I felt they got beat up on Saturday at times. Weren't physical enough. That. But, TJ, we're lifting the right kind of weight But that's our everything. thing. We joked about that. You and I joked about that. Like, what is Schmitty going to do that is different? <laughs> and I'm not getting back into that again. No, but you know what I'm saying. TJ, we don't use kettlebells You know what I'm anymore. saying. Like, this has been an ongoing thing. The physicality situation, the other teams coming in here and people are going, like, well, they just give OU their best shot. What does that even mean? Like, why isn't OU – why doesn't OU early on in game say, man – wasn't expecting Baylor to give us their best shot. Perhaps we should set things up. Yeah. So that was me. It's just when you get beat up on the lines and stuff. I just am a snob and feel like Oklahoma should never get beat up in this conference. That's not a snob. That's just it's you've just, got the best players pretty much year in and year out. Right. It's either you or Texas. And um, I think that's a fair expectation on your part. So I'm and not on when fire. you're going to the SEC, where I make fun of that a lot, but it right. is certainly it is a lot more, more physical. A more, more physical. Mm-hmm. Eh, it is. It is more physical. I mean, but listen, I think the Baylor's and Kansas State's of the world are as physical as I'm not saying Alabama and Georgia, but everybody else in that conference. 
But, yeah, across the board, a more physical conference for sure. So that's an area that's going to have to get better. But it will. I mean, that's it, Brent's not going to settle for that. Schmitty's not going to settle for that. This is going to be a physical football program. I, I would fall into the category of... Um, I mean, I am. We talked about this in the post game off the air Saturday. I'm excited for the journey, TJ. I'm going to say something <laughs> idiotic, oh, <gosh>. irritating. <laughs> this is going to end in an Oklahoma national championship, and I don't know if it's going to take uh, one mile or three miles or five miles, but I'm excited to see how they get there. And it stinks when they lose, but the difference between Three losses and four losses. They're not winning a national championship or a Big 12 championship this year. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they lay the foundation of the program. I hope they win the rest out this year because they need a little positive momentum in recruiting and going into next year and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they they need as much positive momentum as possible. But I got no doubt Brent's going to get them there. I'm a 100%. I love his plan. I love him. I love everything about how he's trying to build this program. I feel bad for him, and I feel bad for Sooner fans that this year has gone uh, off off road on him, off the rails on him a little bit, and uh, that really stinks. Really stinks. It's it's hard, but um, I I have no doubt that they're going to get there. I feel more confident in that than I did under Lincoln Riley. I didn't know with under Lincoln Riley if they would ever be capable of once they got to semifinals and finals, matching up physically with those teams. Even though we haven't seen it yet under Brent, the physicality part of it, it I have no doubt it's going to get there. I mean, he's just not going to allow it not to. So that's how I feel. And you call me crazy and you laugh at me. What else? No, I, 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 I don't I'm really not care. laughing at you. I, I just, that, I, that's, how I, that's how I feel about Brent. Is like, I feel bad he's going through this because I know – you know, I just I know how badly he wants it, and it's just not going the way he's wanting it to so far. But he'll get it there. I just wonder what hasn't clicked yet yeah, in some in question. some areas because you know the the texter texted in earlier, and it's a good question. Like I I get that he needs to get some more talent in here. He needs to mm-hmm. to build what, what what this roster is and, and keep building that. And you know but, he but, knows what he's doing, right? So but, why hasn't it worked? But the question is, why haven't we seen improvement in certain areas, especially on the defensive side of the ball, when mm-hmm. that hasn't been the case? And that, that texter earlier made a good point. Like, Dykes hasn't experienced this. Uh, Dan Lanning hasn't experienced this. Brian Kelly is going in the right direction. You saw early in the mm-hmm. season, you're like, whoa, this yeah. isn't working very well. And credit LSU, they have surged here, and they have they have built. And so you're seeing this at some other places, and you're like, why right. hasn't it clicked here yet for Brent? What what is the what is the uh, sticking point here? Completely agree. It's a yeah. great question. I don't know the answer to that. But I, I mean, if the alternative is cut bait, let's go in a different direction. No, and I'm, I'm not, not saying that at all. That. Yeah, I'm, I'm not like, either. I'm not either. It's no. unfortunate it didn't this year, but I believe it will. I have blind faith. Not blind faith. Uh, he's got a track record. And uh, so I think it's gonna it's gonna happen, and I hope they win out. That would be great if they could win out and build momentum, go to a bowl game, win that. I think they got a chance to do that. Break time. We'll be back. The Ref Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help.
Call 405-735-5510. We're back. That, yeah, we are. That's okay, right. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you were there or not. Yeah, we're back. That's right. You got it. You nailed it. We are back. Oh, boy. Something's going on. By the way, we've been getting a ton of text messages out there. Uh, yes, Leeds did win on Saturday. Uh, four to three over Bournemouth. You have a different big, text line than I do. Big comeback victory, TJ. Uh, they were down 3-1 second half to Bournemouth and rallied for a glorious victory on Saturday. I've watched the second half now twice. It was so much fun. So, um, yeah. Thank you to everyone out there who has uh, texted the show and asking. How we uh, how we deal with the Astros winning a World Series, Teach? How we, how, we how am I handling it? I completely ignored it. I did not watch any of it over the weekend. I did not watch any of the celebration. Um, that's how I'm handling it. We'll mm-hmm. we'll not acknowledge it. I guess I just did, but trying to. By the it. way, there are Rudy shows tonight, so it's a very busy night tonight. Uh, you got women's basketball at four, men's basketball at seven. And you have the two Rudy shows tonight. The Huddle at 7, Sooner Sports Talk at 8. Chris Plank will be hosting both of those shows tonight at Rudy's with Brent Venables and uh, Teddy Lehman, uh, the Sooner Sports Talk show. Uh, I have to see who's on with Gabe and Chris tonight for the Huddle. I think it might be Caleb Kelly. But you can watch those shows tonight on Soonersports.com or on Facebook. Uh, ESPN Plus portals are full with the basketball games tonight. So the two Rudy shows you can watch streaming on Soonersports.com slash watch or Facebook.com slash Oklahoma football. That's where you can watch the two Rudy's shows tonight. So you got a lot of stuff going on across. uh, A lot of portals in college football now. We are spreading the Sooner Vision family, very, very thin tonight, TJ, with everything going on. But, uh, yes, you can go to Rudy's tonight if you're not interested in attending the basketball games. Uh, did we find out if it's a two-for-one tonight? Could somebody out, out there let us know if one ticket gets you into two games tonight or if they're emptying the arena in between games? I don't know the answer to that. But they, it is, what is it called, the Big Red Rally, I think? And they are giving away uh, 80000 Is that what you saw worth of uh, 80, prizes worth of tonight? prizes is what it said, I think, on the scoreboard Saturday. Yeah. So come on out. 4 o'clock will be the women's game. 7 o'clock will be the men's game. Season openers. Let me see. Okay, I've got it here. Uh-huh. Festivities hosted in partnership with the University of Oklahoma Student Government Association will feature prizes, Jordan gear giveaways, Autographed items and a chance to hear from the head coaches. The first 2022 students, because it's 2022, receive free Big Red Rally t-shirts. In addition, students will be able to take advantage of unique food and beverage specials. They got a bunch of $2 stuff, I know, food and beverage going tonight. Um, And other than that, I don't. No, it doesn't say on here about the tickets. Yeah, I was looking in the so. game notes for the women. I don't see anything in the notes here, so I'm still looking. It's a little hard to imagine they're going to have time to – oh, admission is free for OU students. 
It's hard to imagine they have time. It's two for one. Uh, I've got confirmation. Oh, okay. Two for okay, one. Cool. They are not clearing the arena. So one ticket gets you into two games tonight. Uh, come on out and watch them both. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Now, we got all day, like, um, I was just looking at the Big 12 slate. Like, Baylor tips off at 11 a.m. this morning. It's it's wall-to-wall college basketball today on ESPN. So Baylor's like an 11 a.m. start. And then I mentioned the Tulsa game tips at 11 p.m. tonight against Oregon State on, on the West Coast. So how you feeling about the basketball season, Teach? How you feeling about Porter Moser's team this year? I know you want to see him in action for the first time, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm I with mean, you. But right now, how you feel? I have no idea how I feel. Okay, I'm excited. Very- I'm excited. And I'm uh, – Highly optimistic. I think that this team can be much better than hopes. what they are. Uh, you know, preseason rankings, things like that. That as you're looking ahead, um, so I'm optimistic and I'm excited. But with all the new pieces, I have no idea at this point what to expect. But I think there'll be possibly good things down the line. In who's going to be February the leading scorer on this team, TJ? Uh, Gary Sheffield, Grant Sheffield, <laughs> Gary Sheffield, the leading scorer. <laughs> Um, You're really going to cause me to mess up a big I know, play. At some I know. Point. That's you what I'm that? trying to do. I'm going to continue uh, to say this say? until you do. Ethan Grimes had a big tackle <laughs> on Saturday, by the way. Um, I'll say Tanner Groves is still the leading scorer of this team. Okay. Okay. Um, that's a possibility. I would lean towards Sherfield, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I have him right there. So um, those are my two guys that I would say are. I am very eager to see, though, what Sherfield's effect is on Tanner. Because I think the go-to play for this team is going to be those two guys in a pick-and-roll. It's going to put opponents in a real quandary. Uh, Sherfield is certainly capable and quick enough to turn the corner and get to the rim. If you help on him at all, then you're leaving Tanner Groves open for a three, which we know he can train, or to roll to the basket. Those two guys in a pick-and-roll is a beautiful thing. Last year, you could sag off Goldwire. Now, you can't do that with Sherfield. He's a good shooter. So I'm, I really think having Grant Sherfield is going to lead to Tanner Grove scoring four, five, six more points a game this year, maybe more than that. He averaged between 11 and 12 points a game last year. I think he can be you know, closer to a 15 to 20-point-a-game guy the problem with Tanner is he's so dadgum unselfish. You know, he just doesn't get on many of those nights where he's like, I'm I'm hot, I'm Give putting me the 30 ball. up I'm, tonight. I'm doing this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe, maybe Sherfield can bring a little more of that out of him. I think his brother's got a chance to have a big year. I think Jacob's really taking a big step forward. We saw it last year at the end of the year when Harkless got hurt and Jacob Groves got put into the starting lineup. He played really well. Remember that Baylor upset in the Big 12 tournament? Jacob Groves was awesome in that game. And uh, so I think he's got a chance to really have a nice year. So I'm with you. They don't have the uh, Mo Gibson electric three-point shooter from 30 feet type guy on this team. Right. I don't think. But they 
I think all around are maybe a little better built and deeper than they were last year. So my hunch is going into the year, it's an NCAA tournament team. I think they are. They need to start 4-0. They need to take care of these first four games against Sam Houston State tonight, Arkansas Pine Bluff Friday, and the next week they've got uh, UNC Wilmington and South Alabama. Now, tonight's opponent, Sam Houston, had a nice season last year. They went 13-5 and in their conference, the WAC. They won 19 games. Uh, they were not a bad basketball team. I'm not obviously Oklahoma should win, but this is not a, a pushover tonight that uh, they'll face. Uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff of the two games they play this week tonight will be the significantly tougher game, I believe. Arkansas Pine Bluff only seven and 24. I think I looked up that last year they were not good at all. Sam Houston had a good squad last season, so this will be a decent test tonight, I think, in their season opener. 749, we'll be back. Bringing you the physical, relentless, suffocating coverage of the Sooners you deserve, this is The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. WTJ back with you, T-Row in the morning show. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group, home of the 899 listing fee, 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Uh, text or two in here, and we'll get to the phones, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Highlight of the day for me was a few minutes into the first quarter and running into Billy Sims at the statue outside of the stadium. Awesome. And he sent me a picture of awesome. uh, him and Billy standing outside the statue. Super cool. Uh, this team is what it is. more you watch the Sooners in the NFL, you realize what we lost last year. They don't have the players or experience to run BV's D. Let's support and show the greatness the school adheres to, and the reinforcements will come. I agree. Um, there is no doubt that they lost a ton. They did. I mean, it's, it's uh, there is a, a segment who don't want to hear any excuses at all, and I get that. That's the way you are, and more power to you. But there is a reality to the amount of talent that they lost, either to the NFL or to transfers after last year. And uh, so that's part of it. I don't know what percentage it is, but that's part of it. And I was talking to somebody on the staff before the season, um, you know, and everybody was optimistic and felt like they could be a college football playoff team. And they said, listen, we don't have, you know, the, the one thing that worries me is we are not nearly as talented defensively as we were at Clemson. And uh, so we're, we'll see how it goes, but there's no doubt that we just – this is not what we're used to dealing with you know, talent-wise. So I think that was obvious from the get-go. Now, they weren't predicting that you know this was going to happen or that they couldn't coach them up or anything like that. But uh, we've mentioned it many times throughout the season. I mean, you start looking around this team and say, all right, who's going to the NFL? I mean, you have brought that up several times. I'll give you that. I think Anton Harrison has worked his way into a uh, being a nice draft pick. I think Braden Willis has a chance to be drafted, although he plays at a position where uh, we'll see. But you know, there's not a there's not a ton, certainly not compared to what we've had the last few years. 
that you say, well, that guy's a surefire NFL guy. Um, so that's got to get better. I mean, that's, you know, we started to see this recruiting class has been exciting. They lost some guys. It's been an exciting recruiting class, and I think they're going to be able to build that up and, and get it going. You want to squeeze Roger in real quick before the uh, Roger, coaches? good morning. Welcome to the show. You got about one minute, Roger. Go. One minute, Roger. All right, Toby. Hey, man. You know, you made a good point here. I, I was talking to you on the line. Like, you know what? what's frustrating is I, I don't – and I think Venables is in a tough spot because I, I'm not sure next year they're going to be that much better, if at all better. And I'm not sure it's his fault. But when you start looking around the game and seeing how you measure him against other coaches that are having success instantly – it doesn't look good, man. It just doesn't. Sonny Dykes, of course, Riley out at USC, went to the transfer portal, rebuilt that team there. Cristobal is probably the one exception. Him and Venables are both kind of staring at a blank wall right now. And, and maybe you take into account, you know, you know, most will, you're patient, of course, and you think the administration will be. But I'm not sure they're going to be very good next year either. So I disagree. I think that's, you know, I, now, why, why would you think that, though? I think year two. I, I think year two is uh, is a major difference. Hey, thanks for the call, Roger. I think major two uh, year two will be a major difference uh, across the board, just from scheme, understanding, talent, everything across the board. I think next year will be a significantly better season. We'll be back.